Welcome to the Let's Kill It podcast. I'm Janice T, former corporate dropout turned full-time entrepreneur, creator, and lifelong learner. Every single week, I bring you mindset hacks and personal growth tips inspired by real stories and experiences. So if you're an inspiring entrepreneur, entrepreneur, online content creator, or someone who is really looking to grow your business or career and level up your life, well, you're in the right place. Thanks for spending some time with me today and let the good stuff begin. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Let's Kill It podcast. I'm so excited to bring to you today's episode. And the topic of the day is what really happens to friendships when you grow up and you grow apart? Especially for entrepreneurs, I think this is so is such a great question because as entrepreneurs, you're always thinking about growth, you're always thinking about leveling up, you're always thinking about all of these things, right? And so you might find yourself in a situation where you're not quite the same person that you used to be five years ago or three years ago or eight years ago, right? But you might have friends and friendships that started all the way back from there. And you might find yourself in a situation where, wow, like maybe when I first met this person, we were so in sync. We liked the same things. We thought the same things. We had the same um, ways of spending time. We had the same values or we both didn't know our values. And now I'm so much more clear of my values and I'm so much work to grow as a business person, grow as an individual in general. And I just feel like I don't know this person anymore. I feel like I've grown apart, right? So today's topic is going to be really, really interesting. Um, I think a lot of us deal with this. I mean, you don't even have to be an entrepreneur to be feeling some of these things, right? I think this is just part of what we call adulting sometimes. And I'm really excited to get started on today's topic. So question one is, what is friendship to you? And why is it important in the first place? Like, why is it important? Why are we even talking about this in the first place? So I really used to feel as though I was an independent or solo type of person, like maybe even like a lone wolf, if you can say that. Um, I've always been an independent learner. I don't know if this has anything to do with the fact that I was always an um, an introverted kid. I was always a little nerdy. At the same time, for those of you guys who know my story, you would know that I was homeschooled and basically didn't go to school for 18 years, although... I did spend a lot of time networking and modeling. So I couldn't really say that I didn't have a social life. In fact, I probably had a lot more of a social life than most teenagers did, at least in Asia where they spend a lot of time studying. But um, I'm definitely more like a solo kind of person. I, I never had an issue with eating by myself or going to a restaurant by myself, going to a cafe by myself. In fact, I quite enjoyed it. And... Um, I would even, you know, sometimes watch a movie alone and I could have a great time, you know, just being by myself. So I definitely felt like a little bit of um, a solo type of person. But what I've come to realize and appreciate a lot more over the past few years, especially with COVID and with a few significant changes in my personal life, is that 
human beings are social beings at the end of the day no matter how like solo you think you are no matter how much of an independent person you think you are we all need other human beings around us like we are social creatures and so why is friendship important i think it's because it's really a support system or a network around you to support you throughout the downtimes um And we know that in life, it's never perfect. Like it's never perfect in relationships, in friendships, in marriage, in career, in work, in even your mental health, your emotional health. And these are not things that, I mean, these are real things that happen to us in life, right? And these are things that really do affect us as human beings, especially when you have to be the rock of your own business. Sometimes it can be isolating and sometimes you just need an outlet for this, like a healthy outlet. Right. And so that's where I think a network and support system of solid friends can really lift you up and support you through the down times like that. And also at the same time, this support network that where a space where you feel safe, a space where you feel like you can trust these people, a space where you feel they are genuinely there for you. They genuinely love you. They have no other agenda. This is also the same space where you can genuinely celebrate the highs in life, where great things happen to you and you have such joy. You're so excited. You're so happy. And they genuinely celebrate you as well. You know, they celebrate your highs. They celebrate that next level um, breakthrough that you have. You celebrate them as well. You're genuinely happy for them instead of, you know, Especially, I think, even in entrepreneurship, feeling like you're in a rat race, feeling like, um, well, there's always competition around us. I think it's really, really a beautiful thing to have um, a solid network or a solid support system that can tighten you through the lows, but also equally celebrate your highs genuinely. And they're kind of like rooting for you. You're kind of growing together, living and growing to be the best versions of yourselves. And I think that I really think that's amazing. So if you have that, like treasure it so much. Um, And it's obviously way more fun as well to do life with other people as opposed to just doing life, you know, alone. All right. So question two, what happens when you outgrow some friends? This is interesting. What happens when you outgrow some friends? If you've been working on yourself and you feel like your friends no longer share the same values, should you or should you not end the friendship? This is so much to unpack. I am quite excited. Um, I'm going to break this down into a few parts, maybe in terms of my answer. I think number one is to realize that this is absolutely normal. Like, This is normal, and I think it happens to a lot of us. In fact, most of us out there probably face this at some point in life. I think outgrowing friends is is really something that is real, and we all go through that. And I, I do believe that some friends are honestly for a season. It doesn't mean that the friendship is wasted, or it means that it doesn't mean that I you know, totally wasted my emotional energy or time or money or whatever that you invested in the friendship. I don't think that's wasted because you still have something to learn from that friendship, even if it's not around anymore. Well, you still have something to learn from every single season, um, even if that season doesn't last forever. So that's my view. 
I do believe that some friends are for a season and some are for a shorter season and some are for a longer season and some of them are for life, right? So in general, I feel like if I were to step into just a little bit of an entrepreneurial business um, kind of context, if you're very growth-oriented, career, entrepreneurial person, then the chances are that you weren't who you were two years ago. I'm definitely not who I was two years ago. And based off on that, you probably wouldn't be the same person um, as you are today two years later. And you probably wouldn't be the same person four years later, six years later, eight years later, a decade later, right? You will probably, taking a wild guess here, you'll probably be a much more improved version of what you currently are right now. And you'll definitely know yourself better. And that includes becoming clearer of the core values that you hold. That includes getting more clarity on what's truly important to you. Um, that includes getting clarity on certain non-negotiables um, that you stand for and what you will absolutely not do and what you absolutely must do, right? And so if someone is very, very against some of these core things that you stand for and that you believe so strongly in, then obviously you start feeling like, is there really a point? Maybe there is no point really in talking about these very superficial things all the time. And I think that is definitely valid as well. So point one to, to this question of outgrowing friends is that I think this is normal. And just realize that there are some friendships that last for a season, some shorter than others, and some longer and some can be for life. That doesn't mean that anything is wasted. Um, but sometimes when you grow up, I guess you grow apart as well. So that's very real. And I think that's valid as well. The second thing I do want to highlight is that as you, you know, mature and as you maybe grow older in general, especially if you're in entrepreneurship for really building your career, um, is that compared to when you were, say, like 12 or 16 or 21 years old, like time and opportunity cost really becomes a thing, like is a real thing. People just in general get more, and rightly so, by the way, people get more careful and more selective of who they want to spend their time with and what they want to spend time doing because that comes at a cost of doing other things that are really important too, right? For example, um, if I were to hang out with you, if I were to have coffee with you, if I were to have dinner with you, if I were to meet you um, for these two hours, that might be time that I'm kind of giving to you instead of, for example, building my business or spending time with my kids or going on a date night with my spouse or taking care of my aging parents or whatever else that might be that's really important to me, right? Me giving you this time, it's kind of taking away from something else that is really, really important to me because we're not kids anymore. We don't have like 24 hours just to see what life brings us and I think that actually a lot of us should still maintain some of that like fun and adventure and don't you know be so serious all the time is something that I try to remind myself a lot of as well but the reality is that a lot of the time as adults we just get more selective and I think this is important as well of how we spend our time and not waste our time right and so I can't speak for everyone for sure, but personally, I'm at this space where 
if I do meet a new person today, right, and I'm very open to meeting new people who are aligned, if I do meet a new friend today, for example, they definitely have to be quite aligned with my current values, the things that I find important, because if I were to meet someone new today and you're completely like have different values, you're in into doing completely different things, you believe that different things are wrong or right, then I really don't see a point in investing in a new relationship, right? Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about like surrounding yourself with people who are exactly like you, who grew up in the same socioeconomic background, who like the same foods, who live in the same country. No, absolutely not. I have tons of international friends and that's part of what I like. Like from different cultures, you learn so many things through diversity. Right. And I think that's really important, too. What I'm really talking about here is core values. Right. For example, I mean, this is an extreme example. Right. But for example, if I believe that child rape is wrong and I believe so strongly in it. And then I meet a new person that's like kind of cool. We can vibe. We can talk. But then this person believes that like child rape is okay. Does it make sense for me to be spending a prolonged um effort, time, subsequent coffees, developing a friendship with this person? I don't think so because I feel very strongly about the fact that child rape is wrong, for example, right? So that's where I'm at if I meet a new person. For older friends, let's say friends I've known for like nine or 10 years, sometimes that shared like growing up camaraderie can be a value in itself, just being around people who just kind of grew up with you, you know, and they know your character so well, even if you're even if you're in completely different worlds, you're doing like completely, completely different things. I have a friend that I've known for almost 10 years now, and we couldn't be more dissimilar in terms of like everything, like the way we speak, the things we like, our hobbies, the kind of um, partners that we go for, the kind of places that we, we go for holidays. Um, she's in a very, very, very corporate career, like the the most nine to five job that you can ever imagine that's what her job is like and I'm like here like flying all around going to Bali going to like UK for two months and we live such different lives but she just knows me so well and we have very very similar shared values at the core of what we believe is right or wrong in life and just the fact that she's grown up with me seen me through so many seasons of life I feel like it's just nice to have that old friend you know and that in itself can be of value as well so that is a friendship that I really treasure even though on a lot of things it might seem like we're very very different so those are for existing friendships but if I were to meet her like say I didn't know her from all those years ago and we're meeting in a completely different stage of life we didn't have those shared experiences where she was really there for me or I was really there for her in some situations in the past then I don't know if we would be as close as we are today to be completely honest right so I think there's also a difference in um as to whether that's a new friendship or whether that's um an older friendship but my my point here my second point here it's really about opportunity cost when you think about um what happens when you outgrow some friends right the fact that that's opportunity cost um, as we get older and older is something that I think we want to recognize as well. And I guess that also helps you take it like not so personally. Like sometimes people really just have to get to school to 
pick up their kids, you know, or they have to like really be there taking their parents for a checkup because their parents are getting older, right? So that helps you to not take it so personally because I don't know if any of you guys face this. Let me know if you guys did because I don't know at what point you generally transition into being an adult, but I would say generally that's when everyone around you starts being financially independent and everyone starts um, basically working. And I did feel during that period of time, like, oh my God, like, where are all my friends? Like, this is not like what it used to be like. And in some ways, I feel like as an entrepreneur, and by the way, a lot of my friends are also in nine to fives, I have probably like a 50-50 split between entrepreneurial friends versus like friends who are in nine to fives, right? And so when I look at my friends who are in nine to fives, um, sometimes I still feel like that teenager that's like, oh, I can meet anytime. Like, do you want to meet at 2.30 p.m. for uh, tea or to grab a coffee? And they're like, no, girl, I'm at work, right? So that was definitely a period of time that took adjustment for that. But yeah, as we grow older, as we adult, there's definitely a higher opportunity cost in terms of meeting up and spending time to really invest in that friendship. The third thing I would say about outgrowing friends and on just this topic in general is that you also want to sort of recognize the flip side, right? Now that you know, as we grow older, there's a high opportunity cost, realize that on the flip side, you could also be the friend that is quote unquote dumped. Or sometimes the dumping is like, not, I don't want to be friends with you anymore, but that person kind of allows the friendship to drift apart slowly and then you just wake up one day and you're like, wow, what happened to that friendship? I think I have been on the receiving end of this before, um, quite some years ago, but it was with quite a close friend. And I realized that is because that good friend of mine was just going through so much personal growth and so much career growth while I was kind of like stagnant at the time. Um, Those were during my modeling and entertainment days and my friend was just growing so much I mean his career was thriving even though we were he was only I think two years older than I was at the time I mean he still is two years older but um, his career was thriving right and whereas I was kind of like stagnant applying for uni and figuring out what I really wanted to do so even for the friends that you do want in your life you really want to think about what is the value that I'm bringing into their lives, right? It doesn't have to be, you know, expensive gifts or, you know, super fancy meal or even something tangible, but there definitely has to be something that you bring to their lives that makes them feel like their life is basically better with you in it than without you in it, right? So I think it is a sobering thought because A lot of the times we end up like, you know, complaining about this friend or that friend that's not being there. But sometimes you could be that friend for some of your other friends as well. So you really want to reevaluate your friendships. Who really is important to you? Who do you want to keep in your life? And then think about when was the last time that you really intentionally and thoughtfully cared for them and showed them that they matter in your life. Because if it was a really long time ago, you probably want to do something about it. Wow, that was a very long answer, but I am loving this. So let's move on to the next question. 
This is really juicy, you guys. The third question is: How do you not come across as elitist when you really want to make new friends at the same level? I just have to take a breath here and just say that everything that I'm going to say from here on forth, and everything that you hear in this podcast, is purely my personal opinion, because this is just such a tricky area to navigate. I think oftentimes, you know, it can seem elitist or judgmental or even cruel when you say, "quote unquote," I'm too good for this person. I only want to be around people at my level. And maybe you really have worked really hard to become, you know, the better version of yourself, right? So you definitely don't want to spend time with people that you don't align with. I think that's normal. I think that's reasonable. But I think that the reason why it's so you know sensitive or it's so offensive to many people is because it sounds very transactional. For example, intuitively, people might be like, "Okay, well, if this person is right and he he's so self righteous, he's so elitist, he doesn't want to be friends with me anymore." The immediate parallel it's like. Imagine a rich person. He doesn't want to be friends with the poor person, and it sounds really mean, right? But rich can come in many different meanings as well. You know, being quote unquote rich or being quote unquote high level can mean different things in different contexts, right? So it's very important to realize that high level might apply differently in different situations. And I think to be very very explicit. High level finances doesn't mean that the person is very highly emotionally intelligent, right? So if you had a score and a ranking, this person could rank really highly in terms of like net worth, for example. But it doesn't mean that this friend is going to rank very highly in terms of like emotional intelligence and how safe you feel around a person、um, to share about, you know, certain struggles that you've been going through, for example. Or someone who is very emotionally intelligent, and someone who you know really lends themselves to great friendships, might not be the most, you know, financially literate, or might not be the most high net worth friend that you know. But they are at such a high level when it comes to the emotional maturity department that you just want them in your life. And so, to me, that's also high level, but in a different department. Or even on the fun and excitement zone, right? Someone can rank super highly on that area. Like this is the friend, okay, that you meet and you know you're just going to have a great time. You're going to do something spontaneous. You're going to do something adventurous. But they may not necessarily be the richest person in terms of net worth or the most emotionally in touch person. Like this is your fun friend, but they bring so much joy and excitement to your life that you just want to keep having them around, and you really do enjoy their company. Or someone can rank super high, or super highly on like values and deeper core beliefs. For example, if you feel very strongly about a political situation, um, or you have a very strong religious belief, right? Then you have a friend that really, really understands you and just gets you on those things if they're important to you and if you feel super strongly about them. But they're more introverted, and you definitely wouldn't call them the most spontaneous friend. You know, they're not gonna agree to any random trips overseas, or they're not gonna rank that highly on the fun and adventure zone, for example. But you really appreciate them because they rank so highly, and they just get you on these. 
very important things, usually things that relate to core beliefs, um, for example, religion or politics, and your allegiance to these things, right? They just get you. And so you might want to keep them in your life for that area. And that's an area where you guys might both find mutual value. Um, so you really got to recognize that there are so many different areas and people can rank differently on different areas in different zones. And, you know, of course, nobody's perfect, but I guess amazing friends are those that might rank highly on several areas or multiple ones of those areas. And in that sense, the compatibility level in terms of your friendship is really high. And it's, it might be easier to maintain in that sense just because you guys have so many shared areas or shared commonalities because you're aligned on, I mean, you're naturally aligned. It's not like you're trying to convince your friend to be caring about this um, adventure, right? They are already adventurous, but they also really align on some core values. And then they also align emotionally with you in terms of like, um, finding emotional intelligence or emotional maturity to be something that is really important to build in life. So you might connect on multiple um, important areas and that might make the friendship easier in the sense that you have a very common baseline. You have a bigger base to start with um, because you're aligned on multiple friends. And I would say at the end of it, if you do want to rate quote unquote, it sounds so transactional, even as I'm saying this, but we all judge, analyze things in our heads, right? So what I want to say here is that I don't want it to sound so offensive, because I really want to break it down where you realize that the same level or the high level might be in different areas and it doesn't necessarily have to be transactional or in terms of finances or in terms of net worth right it could be on emotions shared commonalities fun adventure so many other things right so that's the main point that and the third point that i want to drive here in terms of the question let me just quickly recap the question which was how do you not come across as elitist when you really want to make new friends at the same level right so um, that's how we would answer this question. And I would say, if you really want to attract high quality friendships in whatever area, whether it be business, whether it be finances, whether it be emotional intelligence, whether it be fun and adventure, you must first be that high quality person because like attracts like, right? So there is some um, validity or veracity into the old statement of birds of the same feather flock together. So that's what I would keep in mind as well. Number four, what do you do with friends who would never initiate meeting up? I believe that with anything good, be it yourself, be it your business, be it relationships, be it friendships, it comes with effort, okay? You have to put in the work. So you need to nurture and put effort into the friendship if you want it to blossom, if you want it to grow, and if you don't want it to stagnate. Um, and the interesting thing about this, I think, is that oftentimes friendship and relationships is one of those things that not growing it also concurrently means that it's on decline. It's one of those things that just have a compounding effect, whether for the better or for worse. It's like speaking a language. For example, I learned French in college when I was in UC Berkeley, but like not using French um, not only means that I don't improve, it also means that my ability and growth in 
the French language department actually grows backwards, right? It gets worse. And that's, um, I think, one really important factor to realize is that there's a compounding effort, whether you go upwards or downwards with this, right? But it requires effort. And again, I believe that we make time for what matters to us. So one thing that I've really come to appreciate personally is like, I realize that I really do appreciate when my friends reach out first to initiate meetings, you know, in every group, especially if you have a group of friends, usually there's like that one person that tends to initiate group gatherings, for example, during Christmas or New Year's Eve or someone's birthdays. And they're that person that kind of keeps the gang together. And that person, because I'm really, really introverted, and I think as I grow older, I just get more and more introverted. That person really never used to be me, but it's something that I'm now really putting in more effort in. So I try to put more effort into initiating meetups, um, even in groups, to really show my friends that they are valued. Like, you guys are important to me. Um, and I do value you and I do want to see you. I do want to make an effort to show you that I want you in my life, right? Because I always believe that even if it's not in our quote unquote nature, we can always lead by example, right? So for the friends that I value, I would reach out even if they don't first, because sometimes life just genuinely gets in the way, right? Sometimes we just get busy. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we're dealing with different things that life is throwing at us, right? So I don't feel like friendship should be a game where it's like, oh, should I play hard to get? Or should we play this whole like guessing game of should you start the meetup first or should I start the meetup first? Like seriously, like we're grown ass adults, just cut to the chase. But if I consecutive, so I would just reach out, right? But if I consecutively reach out one time and I get no reply and maybe after a couple of weeks, I reach out a second time and there's still no reply. And then I reach out a third time, maybe like a month or two later. Then eventually I'll also not reach out anymore. Like I get the hint that I'm not important, at least in this season of life. And I think as with any other relationship, right, it has to be a two-way street. Um, so my stand on that, um, pertaining back to the question which is like, what do you do with friends who never initiate meetups is I take it upon myself to be the first mover, right? I, I'll just be proactive. I'll give it my most honest, sincere effort, genuinely. But if it's consistently not reciprocated, I'm also not shy or I'm also not afraid to just walk away. So that's where I stand on that. Um, brutally honest, right? All right, number five, what is one advice you would give to someone who wants to kill it in building meaningful friendships, especially as adults? Well, the last thing that I would say if I could give one advice is that put in the work and don't be complacent. Um, I think a lot of the times we, we kind of maybe take good relationships in our life for granted. I think this is relationships in general, but applying this to the context of friendship I would say put in the work and be proactive to really make the effort to be a good, solid friend, right? And in one line, I would say become the type of friend you want to have and you'll be far more likely to attract the type of friend that you want because like attracts like, 
right? And if you have good friends around you, the second thing I would say is don't be complacent. Let them know that they matter, right? Don't let them just slip apart or let life get in the way. Just like your business, just like fitness, just like romantic relationships, real friendships with depth and quality, they take work too. So you have to invest in them, right? And at the end of the day, you know, I think everybody needs friends, real friends, a support system, a network, people to do life with. I think that is so, so important. So don't neglect that, put in the work and don't be complacent. If you have good people around you, let them know. And that's all from me today on building quality friendships. If you're still watching or listening, thank you so much for spending this time with me. Feel free to also leave a comment since we're pretty early in on this podcast on what other topics you'd like to see on business, on life, or mindset, and really just anything under the sun. And I'll see if I can make it happen. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it. And I hope it inspired you on your journey towards that next level in your business and life. Make sure to check out the description for show notes with a full rundown of all the juicy details and important links that you need. Also, make sure to share this with a friend if you found this useful and subscribe here on Spotify or Apple Podcast. It would genuinely mean the world to me to hear from you. So share a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and let me know which part of this episode resonated with you the most. In case no one's told you lately, you are amazing and absolutely capable of creating the extraordinary life that you dream of and deserve. Now it's time to go out there, do the hard stuff, and let's kill it.